This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week, we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Baby, Baby, Baby Stuff. Yeah, it's all about parenting. I didn't know what else to call it, so I just went with that lame title, but whatever. Uh, We will be answering your listener questions, including one about staying friends with exes and keeping things fresh. Then we're talking about what's in the news, aliens and repurposing wedding dresses. But first, reunited and it feels so good. It feels so weird. feels so weird. Angela, I have legit missed you. I got your wedding invite update for 2022. Very stoked. Um, You got my baby announcement, and then, like an asshole, I texted you on your actual wedding day, like, <laughs> about podcast stuff. We we like, clearly were just like, you know, we had some ESP thing happening. You knew, you thought of me for some reason. I knew it was like a big day in your life. So you, yeah, you went, we're not even talking about that on this episode, I don't think, um, or maybe we are a little bit, but you got, like, you did a tiny... Ba- I guess you call it like a baby wedding. Ba- oh, yeah. Baby, baby, baby stuff. You did a little baby ba- wedding. Baby, baby, baby wedding. Yeah. Baby, 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 baby wedding. And I had it in my calendar, but then I wasn't going. Like I had a newborn. It was like small COVID, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was, you know, kept very small. And I was like thinking about you. I was like, I'm going to like work on some like scheduling for podcasts. And I was like, Angela, can you do podcasts on Wednesday? And you're like, girl, I literally just got <laughs> married. Like, <laughs> 10 seconds ago and then but I was I was, like, I was down to answer your question <laughs> I was like uh can I just let's talk about it in a day <laughs> yeah 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 um anyways needless to say big things have happened in both of our lives how are you doing it's good to see you I'm sorry that I texted you about podcast stuff at your wedding that's okay I mean th- the thing is like we both had so much stuff going on during this this break you had a baby I had I started a job i i got married and like we really uh we had we kind of were doing our own thing we didn't get to talk that much and catch up so no we didn't get to talk much how um did you talk about your job on all your podcasts with ian not really oh well no it's good <laughs> listeners right she's making moolah yeah i got a day job and it's great i'm learning a lot but uh it's very time consuming um and it makes me, you know, people always say, like, enjoy the time between jobs, which I didn't do. No, now, why? Now I look back during on that time when I was, like, looking for a job and I'm like, I should have just relaxed more and, like, enjoyed myself and not been so hard on myself. Uh, but I feel like that that's never what – you can always look back and do that, but it's hard when you're in the moment. Oh, I mean, that's with literally everything. Like, even, like, parenting, it's like, oh, like – like I saw someone write like, you know, when you have little kids, like clean less, take pictures, enjoy the moment. I'm like, uh, what I'm like, when my house is literally like, looks like I walked through like a trash chute, like my house looks like, like I can't relax. So no, right. I'm going to clean my fucking house. Yeah. Like, thank you for telling me like how I should be acting. 
that's the thing. Yeah. Like it's just everyday little life things kind of get in the way of enjoying the present, I guess. Yeah. I do. I do try to just like be in the present. It, it's hard. I'll be like holding my little baby and I'll be like, you're so cute. And I'll just stare at him for like three straight minutes and I'll be like, so now I want to read that New York Times article that I opened <laughs> in my browser. Well, <laughs> like, like it's only so long I could just like stare and just sit. And then I'm like, I just stared at your face for three minutes straight. That was three minutes. But what, I'm not I'm supposed to just like do that all day long. I, I know this has been a big thing with me, like in not that we're in a post COVID world, but we're in a post vaccination world. And like we get to do things that we weren't doing before. And, uh, I keep like doing stuff that I really wanted to do while I, when I couldn't do it, when I was like quarantined and I keep trying to be like, I should like remember this feeling and, and like savor how wonderful it is. And like, I just kind of can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, you mean like savor the feeling out and about or inside? Yeah. Like being out with people, uh, yeah. even like my wedding, like, I, like I was trying so hard that day to be like, In the I moment? never, I, I thought this wasn't going to happen. And I get to do this little thing. And Why I, was your I, phone out? Why were you not on airplane mode? Why were I you even getting phone, texts about podcasts? I didn't have my phone the whole day, which was weird. It's one of the weirder parts right. of getting married is I did not have my phone. But then by the time you texted me, uh, I, it was over. So I had just gotten my phone back. Oh. So. And you were like, this is why I didn't have my phone the whole day. <laughs> people uh, will text me about stupid shit i don't want to be dealing with reminder of the real world no i was i was so happy to, i was like a drug addict getting like some some drugs i was so happy to get my phone yeah and like look look at all the content um but next week i mean we're gonna we're gonna do a whole episode about the wedding next week because what is a life milestone if not podcast content absolutely so we don't want to get into it too much. Um, I was going to tell you a little story about my honeymoon, though. Please, t- please tell. I want to know. People are probably wondering, like, did you go on a honeymoon? Did you delay the honeymoon? We did a mini moon, which okay. you know I hate to use a trendy phrase, but, but that's call it what it is. It was what it was. It was a mini moon. We just went out to like Eastern Long Island for a few nights. Um, we stayed in Sag Harbor. And I love that one, you call it Eastern Long Island because you, I don't want to say the Hamptons. You don't want to say the Hamptons. Sounds so douchey. Douchey. And we didn't go to that part of the area. Although once, so you my were in story Sag though, Harbor. I love that you're like we went to East Long Island. <laughs> we were so... really, really far east. <laughs> okay, I know it sounds douchey, Angela, but like, let's be honest, the Hamptons are nice. They, I mean, they are beautiful. I rode a bike. There was a sea breeze. Uh, yeah, I, it was it was lovely. Um, but one night we did go to a restaurant, and I think it was Bridgehampton, and it was like your standard, very frou frou. Oh no, Hamptonsy restaurant. All the people there looked like wannabe Kardashians. Oh no, and uh, so, but I mean, like we we had a really good time. It was really good food, but the restaurant happened to have like. Um, this really elaborate prefix menu for dogs. Wait, um, for actual dogs? For for like woof woof bow wow dogs. Like and did you bring your dog to the restaurant? I'm confused. Yes. So like the people next to us who looked like want to be Kardashians and were talking shit about um their friends' plastic surgery the whole time because I was listening to their conversation. Which is um, which is the best part of going to the Hamptons is listening. Uh, to totally. People watching and eavesdropping and then wanting to 
blow your brains out. Um, but so they had a little tiny dog with them. I was going to guess Pomeranian. Uh, it wasn't a Pomeranian. It was more like a poodle, I think. Okay. Um, and they were letting it run all around and they got the dog, the menu that Ian and I the whole time were like, who would ever do this? Um, so the menu, I have it in front of me now. It was, uh, it was one, two, three, four, five courses. One of the courses included truffles. Um, and Evian water, obviously, and the dessert was a peanut butter, banana, coconut ice cream. So the dog was eating well. Um, this sounds like something I would order. Like I love truffles and that kind of ice cream. So at one point we're sitting there and they come by and they do like an elaborate like serving as well. It was on like a fancy plate. Um, and they come by with this tray and Ian was like, oh, that looks really good. What is that? If you don't mind my asking like for next time. And they're like, this is for the dog. <laughs> like you disgusted. <laughs> like how like like how stupid must you be to not know this right. is for dog. But it was – I can tell you from the, from the menu. It was bacon-wrapped boneless chicken thigh served with short rib sauce, spinach, and the fresh shaved summer truffle. So, I mean, all things that a human – could and would love to eat so um yeah uh we were a little well i should say i was a little embarrassed ian thought it was hilarious um and he like he was talking to the woman at the table next to us when i was in the bathroom of course and he was like you know your dog eats better than a lot of people like, <laughs> of course i leave it to ian I to, know. Like, to like chat up the person that you're like making fun of the whole time um exactly. i love this so much this I'm, i love that you saw this and we're like this is a good story for the pod because it is it's so funny uh it reminds me of at this little this little like kind of bodega like fancy bodega that's around the corner they have uh it says like peanut butter for dogs and i like was like oh like i didn't know you needed like special peanut butter for dogs and then it, i like look at the ingredients like peanuts like coconut oil like chia seeds and i was like okay <laughs> and then like below it it says like could be for humans too. And I'm like, what? Like, why? <laughs> this is just really healthy, it's just probably like brand- expensive like, peanut butter. Is this just like branding? Like, I'm just paying for the label that says it's peanut butter for dogs, but it's actually peanut butter for anybody? Because it says like for your dog or for you. And I'm like, but now I would feel gross and weird eating it because it says it's for dogs. Like, I don't want to eat dog food. So like, I mentally cannot eat my healthy, my, my peanut butter that I bought it, of course, because like I am the perfect clientele that would do a prefix menu for my dog. So I, <laughs> Samo is a human. Um, <laughs> so I bought it, but like I can't bring myself to eat the like peanut butter for dogs. Anyways, I love that they have a prefix menu for dogs. That's so funny. I totally understand that though. I sim- similarly, it reminds me of like how Ian will buy like Kiehl's products for men and I feel weird using them, even though it's probably the same shit they put in women's for sure. Kiehl's, but I'm like, I'm going to like grow a man face exactly i'm gonna exfoliate and grow a beard so it's all about branding i'm like i don't need dog food Um, yeah anyway so what's been going on with you other than like you know having a baby so i had a baby so which how we structured this podcast episode is angela's gonna pick my brain later on in the show and ask me everything she wants to know about the baby um but i did want to tell you i don't know if you remember on an earlier episode while i was still preggers i talked about choosing a baby name and how it was so hard and i like was really struggling with the name of course i remember because i think i guessed correctly so you guessed correctly so i named a bunch of names and you were like you you didn't well 
you didn't guess what you thought it was going to be, but you said, I like the name Elliot. And like secretly we had already picked that name. And so I was like, and then after we recorded, I was like, that's the name. We actually, that's that name. We're going to, I think that's what we're going with. So we chose his name, Elliot Sunny. Um, I really struggled with the middle name for sure. I think I maybe talked about the pod because I talked about everything on the pod because you did. I feel like middle names either need to be sentimental or named after somebody. And like, we didn't really have either one of those. There wasn't like a person that we necessarily felt very strongly we needed to name after. And like, there wasn't some sentimental connection. So I don't know. I was like, the sun is nice. (laughs) (laughs) It was a sunny day when you gave birth. It was a sunny day when I gave birth. That's true. And then Rilo, my older son, he's like my little moon man. And I was like, he can be my son. I'm like, that's a cheat whatever anyways what was sunny your was like, sun and moon my little sun and moon could you get any more cheesier um but angela a few days before giving birth i mean i was having a full-blown panic attack before i was supposed to give birth and almost just like didn't show up for my c-section but i also was having a panic attack <laughs> Wait, go on about that i i mean i just like my mind went into flight or flight mode and i did not want to be cut open and did oh not God. show up for my like you're like you have to do bloods and a COVID test before you go in. Yeah. And I just like didn't show up. And my doctor called me. She's like, are you like not coming to your C-section? Because I had to have a C-section because my baby was breached, as many of you listeners know. Um, And and I was like just like crying and like having like a total freak out. And was like, oh, no. I knew this baby was going to come out and that was the safest way. But I just like didn't want to do it. So I had a full-blown freak out about like not wanting to show up for my surgery but then also I think yeah I was like it was honestly like I felt like I I lost control over my like brain and body like my body was just in like fight or flight mode and I was just like 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 having a total freak out that week before and then but I also was freaking out about the name and I was like I don't want to name him Elliot like like oh no I was like the Elliots I know are crazy like you and I know an Elliot like a little wackadoo and then I was like yeah I was like an Elliot Spitzer and then like <laughs> Elliot the musician like he died young I was like I don't want to do Elliot and I was like I want a more unique name like Rilo I was like I want him to but anyway so then we show we go to the hospital they can do the birth certificate they're like you can't leave until you you know fill this out and so up until the last minute we were like, what do we do? And I really wanted the name Romy. Yeah. And I loved that name, but Nick was not so sure about that name for for our son. And and but then eventually he was like, okay, if you want, it can be Romy Elliot. But then I looked at him and we had been calling him Elliot the whole time he was in my belly. And so then calling him Romy just felt weird. And I was like, I don't trust myself. I was just cut open. I'm on <laughs> pain medication. Like I can't make such a big decision so on the last day in the hospital we went with Elliot Sunny I was like it's Elliot Sunny like send the text messages out sign (laughs) the papers and then like two weeks later I had another freak out and I was like I made the worst mistake of my life I'm gonna regret his name forever like oh no I was like I don't want this to be his name and so then I was like I'm just gonna start calling him Romy and so I was like, I'm going to try it out. I was like, we you might need why, why didn't you make Romy his middle name? I should have like because Elliot I thought Romy. if we have another kid, 
without like question his name is going to be Romy. So I like oh. felt like I didn't want to waste it on a middle name because nobody uses a middle name, you know? What is what is the sign- what what do you like so much about Romy? I just think it's aesthetically really nice. I don't know. But it is getting kind of popular for girls, which I hate. But this was like going to be Romy and Michelle. Yeah. It, it, I, I know. I thought I was like the only one that came up with it. I was like nobody remembers that from that movie, but apparently they do cuz there's been a few people it's, I've known. It's pretty popular. Pretty popular movie, but like not a popular name, but now a popular yeah. anyway. So I take Rylo to music class and this is like I decided I'm gonna try out the name Romy for a week and like <laughs> and then have like this deep discussion with Nick, like if we need to like go to the courts to like change his name. Right. So, so you were testing it out on people though who had never met him as Elliot. Yes. And even in my okay. mom group, I was like, everybody, just so you know, this is Romy now. For this week, he's Romy. And now when they see me, they're like, hi, Laura, and what's your baby's name today? Um, <laughs> so I decided I'm going to test it out. So I take Rilo to music class for the first time. And the teacher goes, oh, you brought his little brother. What's his name? And I, like, stutter because I feel like I'm lying to this person. But I go, oh, uh, Romy? <laughs> and she mishears me and says, Romia. And goes, Romeo, Romeo. And, like, and then I just, like, didn't correct her. So... <laughs> The whole time she was like, she was like, and you know, sings her little hello song. It's like, hello, Rilo, hello, Romeo, hello, oh my God. Bridget, or whatever the other babies' names are. And I'm like, this is a disaster. This is a disaster. And needless to say, I've just decided to keep his name because I, every time I looked at him, I was like, you're not a Romeo. You are an Elliot. You're my little, and I, so I call him Ellie. He's my little Ellie bear, and I love it. And he's definitely an Ellie. I feel good about it. This is his name. This is what he was supposed to be. That's what he was in my belly. Um, but it was really awkward returning to that music class <laughs> next week. Oh, my God. I go, hi, this is Rilo. I go, um, and we're calling him Ellie now. And she's like, what? Romeo is now Ellie? I was like, yep. Yep. It, I mean, we, we decided to call him Ellie instead. <laughs> <laughs> He is going to be, you know, his name is what he has forever. So, felt like a big decision. But Elliot mm. is cool because Ellie can be like his kind of cool little, like, hip, hipstery name, you know, like Ellie for a boy. I feel like it's not that common. Yeah. Maybe. And then Elliot. And you spell it E L L Y, right? Yeah, it's E L L Y. And I don't know. I like girl names for guys, boy names for girls. I like kind of like, I don't know. I like it. Well, obviously, I I was an early fan of the name Elliot, so I'm glad you've come back around to it. I really have. I think it was just hormones. But anyways, so music teacher thinks I'm weird, but who cares, right? Well, there's lots of music classes in this city, so you can always find one and start fresh. On that note, it's time to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Osea. It's like the sea. Like the ocean. Uh, guys, your skin is very important. It's your largest organ. It's kind of silly if you don't take good care of it. You know, I, I think about this a lot, especially when I was pregnant, Angela, about what I'm putting into my body and it matters what you put on your body. And that was a big awakening for me where I was like, wow, we haven't been thinking about this for very long or, you know, like my whole life. I just put whatever on my body, not thinking, but I, but I did think about what I ingested. But it's like the right. same. It's like the same thing. Yeah, your skin's absorbing it. And on top of, you know, wanting to put good things on your body, you also want to put things that like work, that do what they say they do. And I have to say, 
I have been loving Osea. I see a difference in my skin. Um, I use the the oils on like my legs and feet, and I also use their hyaluronic acid on my on my face. I, I love it too. I, I see a, I see I knew a genuine about them before, difference. Though. I knew about them before. I like I you know I'm like my little I'm like a little beauty junkie, and I love my non toxic skincare regime regime regimen. <laughs> <laughs> we always struggle with that word. <laughs> well, then maybe you know how heard to about say. Them. I was so excited to get them in the mail, and I was like, "Who sent this to me? Who knows me?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a sponsor. This is great. I love when it's sponsors of stuff I already think's amazing." So, does that mean that you had heard of Undaria or no? Sorry, Undaria before because I kept calling it Undaria, like like it's underwear, but it's Undaria. No, I had not heard of it. I don't. I, I mean, you know. I, You're not familiar with al- different algaes? No, no. Okay, well, this one, Fill this particular in. one is great for your skin. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil instantly moisturizes and replenishes dry, dry skin, leaving every inch silky smooth. Skin is super soft and glowing with Andaria, I hope I'm saying it right, algae, acai pulp, and babusu seed oil. I like that in this ad read, they tell us how to say acai. Because remember, we were, we go back on that before. We do. We're like, I, every acai? Time, acai? I just make them at home now so I don't have to say it out loud and embarrassing my, embarrass myself. Kind of like. But I think I said it right on this ad. You did. You did. Um, Thanks. I, I really do love Osea. It's great. You can try them uh, risk-free for 30 days and get free shipping on orders over $50. They even send free samples with every order. Get 10% off your first order with our promo code THISISWHY at OSEAMalibu.com. That's 10% off with code THISISWHY at OSEAMalibu. That's spelled O-S-E-A Malibu. You know how to spell Malibu, guys, but I'll spell it for you anyway. M-A-L-I-B-U.com. What's in the mailbox this week? Okay. First up, we have a question from our listener, Jade. And, well, she actually says it's not a question, but it makes me sad that it's weird to stay friends with exes. I have an ex where we only split up because of long distance stuff and he's such a great guy, but we're just not in touch anymore and I really miss him. He and I stopped being in touch as much when I started dating my now husband and I just kind of mourn losing that person in my life. Um. I feel so, like we've gotten like variations. Yeah, discussion topic. I feel like we've gotten variations of this question prompt, whatever you want to call it, over the years. And um, yeah, this is nice because she's not like, like other versions of this. We got a. Ver- I read like a similar version, or it was like a different spin, but on that episode I recorded just with Nick about our our birth that uh, has not aired as of this recording. So Angel hasn't even heard it. Yeah, hasn't heard my whole birth story yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I think every situation's a little different. Um, I, I like I'm friends with, I'm friendly with some of my exes as in like, we like each other's stuff on Instagram. Um, like for a while, like when they were in town, like we'd like maybe go out for coffee or something and like Nick doesn't get jealous. So we didn't care. And it was more like, I'm going out with my friend Cameron, like. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going out with this like dude I used to date, but I wouldn't, I wasn't like lying about it either. I don't know. It's kind of complicated, but, um, and I do remember saying like, oh, we're going to go to like his screening. Uh, we used to date like a long time ago and then recently 
at dinner, Nick was like, I don't remember you saying we ever went to like one of your ex's screenings. I was like, yes, on the way there, I told you. You asked me how I knew him. I said we dated. But anyways, he claims he doesn't know that. Whatever. My point is, I at some point in my life, now that I have like kids and stuff, I, like when I'm going to visit California, I really would not like reach out and be like, do you want to get coffee? Like it's like like almost like that. It's been so long it has passed. But I don't, I don't, I wonder if he would think it's weird at this point. Cause she says she has, I'm, I'm kind of, she says he, she has a husband. Yeah. It's like almost like once right. you get married, like once your life really like progresses, it gets to the point where like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Like what do you want? I guess you miss their friendship. You know, I don't know. What are your feelings yeah. on this? I mean, there are people that I dated that I'm definitely like curious how they're doing and I would love to like have a catch up one day but beyond like I definitely don't crave like a friendship with anyone and I think that that's also because once you're in a new relationship and enough time has passed where you haven't spoken to that person and you haven't like known them in that way like your perspective kind of changes like I think like when you first break up with somebody you're kind of like addicted to talking to them and seeing them but if you like for me, it's been like, I feel like well over a decade since I dated anybody seriously other than Ian. So like, I really, I don't, I don't like crave any kind of relationship with those people. Like I've moved on. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, I'm good. Cause I'm going to California. I'm like, what if we weren't in COVID, like, or well, we're not really in COVID anymore. Cause everyone should have a vaccine, but I'm I'm wondering like if I message and was like, hey, I'm gonna be in town. Like, any chance you want to grab coffee? Like, I actually don't think it would be that he he would think it's that weird, except that like I'm going there with my husband and my two kids, so I'd have to like get away from all of them to be like, I'm gonna go have coffee with like this guy I dated because, like, surely there must be other friend like guy friends that I'd like get coffee with instead although he was my, a really nice guy and I guess when you date someone it's like you really do have some kind of emotional connection you know on like such a deep level that like it's worth staying friends I don't know it's complicated it's a, well depends on how it ends I think yeah I also think it depends who you're dating like Nick's really not jealous I think he'd maybe be like why like <laughs> you know but but I don't know I don't I don't think he would care but I I would care I would not want him to be doing it but that's because I'm a hypocrite and I'll admit it same very much same my ideal scenario though is like i i've always wanted to run into somebody that i dated like on the subway or something obviously on a day when i look good hopefully oh yes Um, that would be perfect and then just be like oh like you know what i'm not doing anything like do you want to go get coffee and just catch up and then just have like one magical day and then we never speak again that's like what i that's all i want i like think about that a lot but beyond that i don't crave any kind of like you think about it a lot, relationship. but I, but I fixate on this fantasy. Now I just like whenever I think about like an ex, I'm like, mm, yeah, like I would like that that thing, like where I run into them, but like I'm never like, oh, yeah. I should reach out. No, I'd feel weird. Yeah, it'd be like a little weird. It'd be like, why? Um, I guess it'd be like because he's in like the the movie industry. I guess if anything, if I reached out, I'd be like, hey, I'm working on a film. I'd love to like pick your brain if that's not weird, and you have like an afternoon. I'd love to like grab coffee with you. Yeah. That's what but, I, was, I, I feel like I would need like a work excuse, you know, to make it not like, well, right. Is your marriage okay? You know, but I think our listener Jade, I mean, if she really sounds like she's thinking about it a lot, if, if it's a pure like friendship thing and it's not something that you maybe have some secret feelings that might destroy your marriage, you could try reaching out. 
Yeah, but just like see what respect your partner. Like, see if if your partner's like me and they would like freak out. It's not worth it. But if your partner's like Nick, <laughs> the, and he like doesn't, then it might be fine. Doesn't get jealous, then maybe it's fine. All right, what else we got in the mailbox? Okay, next up, we have a question for our listener Amber, and Amber says, "Oh, girls, I am struggling." I know me and my partner of two and a half years, we're both 27, will come out of this stronger, but I'm struggling to not take out my frustration and anxiety on him. Any advice about keeping things fresh or managing anxiety would be so helpful. I see my therapist as needed and I'm studying to be one too. P.S. I live in the UK. We're on full or she was on full lockdown when she wrote this. They had been since November. Um, We've both been working from home since March 2020. Love you both and hope you're both well and safe. Uh, I noticed that I do this too. It's like the person that's like closest to you, you like take out all their, your shit on them or like little things can like get on your nerves. And I'm yeah. actually trying to work on this because I'll get like just annoyed at Nick over like stupid stuff. And he's like l- the best person that I've ever known in my whole life. And like the kindest, most wonderful person who I appreciate more than anything. And then I'll be like, why can you not drink a fucking coffee cup and like put it in the dishwasher? Like, why are they always over the fucking house? Like, it's just like these little, I've gotten like more OCD late in life. So like these like little things like drive me nuts or I'll be like, oh my God, you're trying to help. And like you, like he does a lot of, he like tries his best. It's so cute. But like, I'll be like, he'll make the lunch. I'll be like, can you just go make Rayla's lunch just tonight? Cause I usually do that. And then he'll make it. But like, leave the apples on the counter. I'm like, the apples that are half cut need to go in the fridge. Like, just like put everything away when you're done making the lunch. Just like do the full thing. And I like get really frustrated, but like poor little sweet Nick, he's like always down to help make a lunch or like do anything to help. He just wants his coffee and like leaves his cups. Cause he's just like, he's just like, you know, like he's like heads in the clouds and he's like thinking of art stuff and he's just like a little sweetie pie. And so anyways, my point is, is I feel really bad when I do exactly what you're doing, which is like taking out outside frustrations and anxiety on your partner. And the best thing you can do is like be aware of it, which both you and I are. So we are in this together. Um, I love that you're already talking to your therapist about this. Um, I think just like, honestly, for me, I guess I can, all I can tell you is personal experience is for me, I'm just trying to like be aware and apologize when necessary and just say like, I'm sorry. I was grumpy this morning. I like didn't get a lot of sleep and I'm sorry. I like took it out on you. I love you. And like, thank you. And, and I always just, or if I realize we kind of are feeling like a little disconnected, I just like put my arms out, like hug, I need a hug, (laughs) hug. And just like holding each other helps in terms of keeping things fresh. You know, I think like really apologizing and just like calling yourself out to the person so that they know that you know what you're doing is important and then saying and then and then I think just being as like explicit as you can like I feel really bad like can we do a date night like can we do something romantic like let's make some popcorn and like watch like one of our old favorite movies can we like do some board games like I'm really sorry I'm feeling sometimes I'll just say like I'm feeling disconnected from you and I feel really bad about that yeah 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 I think for me like I find myself because like I am not um that confrontational of a person in general, but with people that I'm close to, I have no problem like fighting and yelling, whatever. So like what winds up happening is like the people that I know I can trust to like not go away and still love me. Those are the people that I will that get the of, wrath of the sparrow. That, yeah. That get it the worst because I will like maybe have something bad happen at work, but I can't say anything. 
and something else will happen and I can't say anything. And then by the time I get to Ian, I'm like, you're getting it all. All you have to do is one like kind of like how you said, like leaving apples out on the counter, like do one little thing and you're unfortunately getting the wrath of like all these other people. So yeah, that's again, like being aware that you do that. Like when you start to feel those feelings of like, oh, this person's really annoying me right now. Like ask yourself where that's coming from, if it's genuinely about the thing or if you're just in a bad mood in general, and then do what you need to do to like either remove yourself so you can calm down. Um, or yeah, always, always apologize. Always talk it out. Talk out your feelings. You know what's so interesting what you just said, Angela, that really reminds me of um, a lot of like this stuff as adults reminds me of lessons for parenting, which is why it's so important to like learn these things as adults so like you could be a good parent if that's what you want to do later in life but um like uh, this was so eye-opening and has been so helpful for me as a mother that I read in a book which is like with tantrums your child whining like a lot of times like your teacher will be like oh my god Rilo's like the most well-behaved kid like oh he's so sweet so polite and then he comes home and he's like you know just like grumpy or yelling or like I want this or I want that or like frustrated or like you know, he doesn't really have like big tantrums. I'm lucky, but like, let's say a kid has a tantrum and this book says like the reason they act like that when they're at home is because they trust you and they love you and they know that you love them unconditionally and that you will not judge them for it. And so like, that's healthy. Like a kid that's like quiet and timid and like more like repressed and always like well-behaved, honestly, like probably is like holding in a lot of feelings and maybe doesn't feel like it's a safe environment to like to let them out maybe their parents unstable and they kind of recognize that and they realize that like oh I like no I don't want to set off my parents you know but if you're always like a calming force your kid will feel like you love them when they're crying when they're sad when they have a tantrum so it's like what you said like the people that that you trust the most are gonna see like yeah like the ugliest side of you exactly unfortunately Um, and then you just have to do the work yourself to then like smooth things over yep because you can't just be tantruming as an adult all the time exactly if you want your listeners questions if you want your listener questions answered you can email us at contact at this is why the podcast.com dm us slide into our dms on insta this is why the pod next we're going to talk about what's in the news but first let's thank our sponsor We'd like to thank our sponsor, Stitch Fix. Maybe you've gotten used to the work-from-home routine, but has your wardrobe adjusted? Stitch Fix can help you redefine your Zoom casual look. Or I don't know, Angela, maybe you're ready to get back outside. You're like, I need some fresh looks. Whatever it is, shopping for clothes can be can be daunting maybe. Maybe you haven't done it in a while. Maybe it's been a year since you've stepped foot in a boutique. Boutique. Yeah, I was talking. Still don't want to my- do it. You're talking yeah. to who? Who are you talking to? I, to my friends, my other friends that aren't you, oh, okay. the, the ones that I don't record podcasts with. And we were saying how we hate everything in our closet right now. And then we realized it's because everything kind of is like two years old because everything was bought pre-pandemic and even stuff that we didn't wear. Now we're like wearing it for the first time. And we're like, I don't like this. And it's because it's like uh, the time has passed. So I could not agree more. I need a revamp on my closet. Yeah. I was like, oh, surely I don't need to go shopping because I, you would think after not wearing clothes for a year and after being in sweatpants for a year, you'd be like, oh my God, like all my clothes, it's almost like they're brand new, but they're not. I need actually new stuff. Yeah, it's true. I hate it. I know it's wasteful, but they just don't have that new clothing feel, you know? 
So Stitch Fix can help you out with those problems. Stitch Fix offers clothing hand-selected by expert stylists for your unique size, style, and budget. It's a completely different and fun way to find clothes that you will love to wear. Every piece is chosen for your fit and your life, and it's the easy solution to finding what makes you look and feel your best. You can try on pieces at home before you buy, keep your favorites, and then you just send back the rest. Stitch Fix has free shipping, easy returns and exchanges, and a prepaid return envelope is included. So you don't have to worry when you're like tearing open the bag that, that you need to like use it to resend your stuff back. They, they give you a nice fresh envelope. Get started today at stitchfix.com slash this is why, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash this is why for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash this is why. What have you been reading in the news? So the New York Times did a whole piece on wedding dresses. So, you know, we're, we're still like talking about the weddings. That's kind of relevant. Um, it's called The Wedding Dress Repurposed, and it's about how women are fashioning uh, the white dress to bring awareness to a variety of issues. They spoke to this woman, Vanessa Reiser, who um, she had been divorced twice before. And then just recently, last summer, she broke off her third engagement from someone who she described as a narcissistic abuser. So to raise awareness for domestic abuse, she decided to run in her wedding dress or in a wedding dress. She said, if I run in a white dress, people might pay attention. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. She said, or the New York Times said the white wedding dress has long been a symbol of purity, femininity, and in the old days, virginity. It was worn to signify the start of a marriage. Um and historically has remained one of the most iconic visuals over the past several years, though, that visual is changing and women are repurposing um, the white dress to bring awareness to a variety of issues. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've seen a lot of stories about, like, women who got divorced and then took their dress and either, like, tie-dyed it or, like, paintballed in it. Like, I, there's always viral stories about that. Um, they also have a story in here about somebody who wore her dress to get vaccinated, which like she was one of like a COVID bride who she had to like delay her wedding and she never got to wear her dress. So she wore it to get vaccinated, which I think might have made me a little sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to each their own. I like the idea of people being creative. What are you get to wear your wedding dress twice? So you're getting to repurpose it in a way. But what do you think you'll That's do true. after? I don't know. I mean, I know that people love to preserve their their dresses because I guess the idea is that if they have a child, they might want the dress. But I don't know. I don't know anybody who ever wore like a dress that was preserved. Like everybody always wants to get their own dress. I know. I tried on my mom's dress and it was really fun to try on. And then I felt bad because I was like, oh, now you're gonna have to get it like preserved again. Like right. you open the box just to try it on. But it was really fun to try hers on. But yeah, it's not. I mean, styles change. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I don't have any. I mean, I don't even know if I, like, I'm going to have a child. So I don't know. Uh, I think, like, I'm just really excited that I get to wear my dress twice. And for you me, sell that's – sell it. Honestly, just, like, the, sell it. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I, even now, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to keep it between now and my next wedding because uh, it does take up a lot of room in a tiny apartment. Yeah. Um, And Good I don't want parents. to, like – 
absorb the smells of like when I'm cooking or something. Yeah, I think I'm going to keep it at my parents. Keep it at your mom's with all her Christmas stuff. Because Christmas the dry smells cleaner. great. So That's true. That, those would be some nice smells to absorb. I dropped it off at the dry cleaner a couple days ago and it was very scary because I was like, I hope I see you again. Oh, God. Yeah. But it was recommended by my bridal shop. So hopefully I get it back. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, I've been reading about aliens. So I've been following Ooh. this story for a while about how like finally the government is admitting that, yes, there is a lot of unidentified flying objects that we cannot explain and they sure sound a lot like aliens. And finally – the cut did like a recap of all this. Like I've been like listening to like long ass New Yorker pieces and New York times profiles. And this was just a short little piece in the cut that pretty much summed it up by like the headline sounds to me like there are definitely aliens. Uh, this was by <laughs> Mia Mercado. So I'll just like read part of what she says. Cause she kind of summarizes this whole craze pretty succinctly. So hot, hot alien summer commence An early version of the Pentagon's highly anticipated report on UFOs has been released. And it sounds like there are definitely aliens. Maybe U.S. intelligent officials who conducted the report couldn't officially confirm either way, which I'm taking to mean there are for sure aliens. So there were over 120 UFO sightings from the past 20 years, many which came from Navy pilots. And like when you listen to what these Navy pilots have to say, they like describe it as like this like crazy thing that looks like a tic tac that was moving in a way that like we do not know how to move aircrafts at this time and like going at speeds that doesn't make any sense with like no obvious form of like propellers or or whatever so uh -huh. they said there was no evidence that these sightings were of course alien spacecrafts but they still cannot explain the unusual movements that have mystified scientists and the military. So a vast majority of these 120 incidents did not originate from any American military or other advanced U.S. government technology. So, yeah. So, like, there some believe that, like, at least some of these might have been, like, experimental technology from Russia or China. But they also don't have – they don't currently have any evidence to prove that. And – some of some of them might be weather balloons, but but for like a lot of the cases, they're just like could not have been weather balloons. So, anyways, it's very it's very interesting. Um, oh, Obama joined the UFO discourse. This was really fun because I love hearing what Obama has to say about this stuff. So he told James Corden, "Well, what is true, and I'm actually being serious here, is that there is footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are." So perfectly vague. Perfectly vague. So, all right. On that note, it is time for our topic of the week. This week's topic is baby, baby, baby stuff. Um, I need to – is that the boys to men song? Baby, 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 baby. Maybe. I, I honestly just like was like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Baby, baby, baby. Great, great. That's, um, that is what we're calling this episode. Well, I think it's perfect. Um, and I, I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, ask first of away. All, I'm an open book. Let's start from the very beginning. How did you – and you might have gotten into this on your episode with Nick. I don't know. But uh, how did you decide on your outfit? For the day that you gave birth because it was a hit 
Oh, thank I you. I have to tell you. I feel bad that I'm like private on Instagram, but I'll, I don't, we didn't even talk about this on the podcast with Nick. I don't oh, think. Oh, good. Um, so I'm getting an exclusive. I, as I mentioned, as I briefly alluded to my total massive breakdown, which I'm realizing this just like happens to my brain and body sometimes. It's actually scary because I'm a very like controlled, deliberate, you know, organized person. So when I just like lose control and have anxiety, these like, I had an anxiety attack right before walking down the aisle where I just like lost it and like literally couldn't even stand and had like, it was like my wedding, as you know, as a bridesmaid, it was like a little bit delayed and they're like, where's the bride? And I was like upstairs crying and like having a panic attack. And my best friend, Nicole and like dad had to come up and like shake me out of it. And, and then it happened again, like this week before, like giving birth or having a C-section, I just like, didn't want to be cut open. was like, just freaking out about everything about like having a second child, like, is like everything going to be okay? Oh my God. I'm going to be in like, I'm like, feel so good right now. I'm going to be in a lot of pain. So to answer your question, when I finally came to my senses, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to the hospital, but I'm going to, sh- but I am not happy about it. And I am going to show up in style. Like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And I just, like, went into my closet and was like, what is what? What is something that I can fit in that, like, is not typical outfit? And I wore these, like, bright neon, like, floral bike shorts with a neon sports bra and, like, the a sparkliest jacket that I could find with like literally it's got like tinsel like like coming out of it like a bird so it was like my tinsel covered jacket like some high mid leg socks with some with some sneakers because you know the hospitals are gross as shit you can't wear sandals yeah and um and my belly just bulging out of my bike shorts and crop top and tinsel jacket and I did it I mean, I think that's great. And did it help? Because I really do feel like there is like power in clothing and like what we choose to wear. A hundred percent, Angela. Like I put it on and I was like, I look fun and I'm going to have fun going to the hospital because pretty soon it will not be fun. I will be in surgery (laughs) and I will be awake while I'm being cut open and that is not fun. So I'm going to have fun. We will do a photo shoot in front of the hospital. I will have fun. You did. We did. Took, I made Nick take a lot of pictures. And he's like, oh, we are supposed to be there like five minutes ago. I, like, I don't give a fuck. I don't even want to go. You're, I was like, I was like, <laughs> what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Not deliver my baby? Deny me. No, we're finished. We're getting the picture that I want. So. so then how was it when you got there? Were you okay? I was okay. Everybody was nice. I mean, I did have like another anxiety attack when I got there and was just like, <laughs> like freaking out but then and like the surgery lasted much longer than I thought but I don't know the recovery maybe it was the fact that I had like Rilo to think about and like distract me and I was excited yeah. to like, get back to my little boy and I knew what to expect like prior you know my first c-section I had never had major surgery so it was just I was so shocked by the like belayed feeling of the whole thing and being in yeah. so much pain and like never have experiencing something to that degree whereas I don't know maybe something happens with your brain where like once you experience that pain that's like sets your I don't know maybe your body just the next time it goes through that it like it's not as in like shocked by it maybe I I, I don't know I'd love to right. know the science behind it I'm just making up I've a bunch heard, of bullshit see I've kind of heard from people that like women forget 
what the pain feels like. Nope. And that's why they're able to keep having children. But interesting that that is bullshit. Well, I was but not surprising. It wasn't like I didn't have to put I didn't I didn't have to. I didn't push the baby out, which I don't know. Maybe, I don't know what's worse. Like I really right, don't. Maybe all, it's different. All I know is that for me, like I do not like surgery. So, well, yeah. Yeah. So then we left the hospital after three nights. They tried to kick us out after two. I was like, uh, I just had surgery. Like, I know we're in COVID, but like, I don't give a shit. I'm not leaving this hospital. Like, you're on crack. And was Nick wasn't able to be there with you, though, right? Uh, no, he was. He was. My oh. doula could not. But yeah, he was able to be there with me. Yeah, that all changed. Now, like, they recognize that husbands should get to be there, too yeah be there for the birth of their child which i think it was I mean, only i think it was only a few days where like partners weren't allowed and i feel really bad yeah, for all of were those they, women where they like totally weren't allowed but i know people that then gave birth after that where it was like limited amount of time that the husband could be there oh that's it no he could yeah he could stay the night so that was good that's great um how how was rilo through all this um so we got home and he was so excited and he was like oh my God, is it a real baby? Is it a real baby? Oh. He was so small and he like, you know, it, yeah, he, he's just been like a joy the whole, the whole time. He's been so sweet with his brother. He's been very much more attached to me. I'm now officially a tandem breastfeeding mother. So oh, I wow. am breastfeeding both boys, which I'm not really trying to be like a tandem breastfeeding like influencer because that's like a whole is of course there's like an advocate influencer thing like i'm not i am not like like i don't want to do it i don't want like the attention i'm just like i believe this is my journey with my children and like it's not what i expected but like it's good for them it's good for me it's like it's like helped with the sibling bonding they like hold hands and and like i really think it's helped with like the no jealousy thing um, right. That's what I was going to ask. Like, is that the philosophy behind it that that one um, doesn't feel jealous of the other? I don't know if it's like a philosophy necessarily because I didn't like do it with that intention. But that's definitely like I've read about it and it's def- I've definitely experienced that, that there's been like no jealousy with him. And he's just like, oh, the baby's so cute. I love the baby. Oh, the baby. And like <laughs> and just like, where is he? And like, so I think between like the the fact that like I'm still breastfeeding him so he doesn't feel like the baby's getting something that he's not and then we really really make an effort to spend like one-on-one time with him as well and like when the baby's asleep and just like um and like yeah I and just like the way really careful with how I talk about the baby in front of him and like not comparing them and talk like saying like there's only one Rilo in the world there's only one Ellie in the world and um yeah I don't know he's been he's been great yeah that's great. Um, is there anything that like you were surprised by? Because you've given birth once before, you've done this before, but was there anything that that was unexpected this time around? Unexpected. Um, what was unexpected? I mean, honestly, I'm like impressed with myself. At like, I was really nervous about postpartum anxiety because I had it really bad the first time. And I had it for, like, the first week, and I was like, oh, no, is this going to last, like, another, like, two months where I just have, like, feel like I'm, have adrenaline rushing through me and anxiety at all hours of the night? Like, please, no. So I went a little crazy with, like, herbs, and, like, (laughs) I messaged, like, the founder of Moon Juice and was like, girl, you got to tell me, what do I take? I'll take anything from Moon Juice. Like, 
<laughs> what do I take? She like told me all her moon juice stuff. I bought it. I bought it all. I like took the herbs from my acupuncturist. Like I really went a little nuts with like self-care this go around because I knew what to expect. Okay. And but I guess, I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's a downside to that. No, it was like, and I had a better experience. I don't know. It could just be luck. It could be my, all the, Ash, uh, all the ashwagandha that I'm taking. I don't know. All I know is that right. I know that it worked. As soon as I like got home and started taking my herbs within like two days, I was like, like so much like emotionally more stable and like, in just a much more emotional, emotionally better place. Yeah. It's still, still, it's hard. It's hard, like balancing, like what I want to do and like the baby and like, but this time around I'm less like, I'm more comfortable, like handing the baby over to people in a healthier way. You know, like I love him right. as much as I love Rilo. Um, but it, it feels like, yeah, I like, I, I was like, I like wouldn't let anyone hold Rilo. It almost felt like not healthy. <laughs> yeah. That's my mom uh, wound up having to have her arm in a brace because she held me so much. <laughs> but here you are like attached. So maybe there's something to be said. I know, I guess. But I'm besties. sure I think that there are many ways to get there. So I think it's fine to hand off your baby. <laughs> <laughs> you will still be bonded. Yes. It will be fine. Uh, I don't know. Any other questions? Or well, I'm sure <laughs> we've got. Well, we'll we'll answer some more stuff on future episodes. Yeah, we're doing a lot stories. of a lot of baby stuff. Yeah. So, but but yeah, I mean, this is very cool. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I think that uh, I think it's like interesting for on my end, but also I hope it helps any other new moms out there to hear your story. Thank you. Um, well, guys, that's it for this week's This Is Why podcast. Reunited with my Angela, and it feels so good. Uh, yeah. check out our book. If you like our podcast, best way you can support us is by supporting our book and also by writing nice comments. Um, this is why you're single by the book. Check out my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and other feminist fairy tales. They're available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble and your local indie bookstore. Yes. And you get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for full list of sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhythepod. Please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why, this is why, pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why, the podcast. That was a HeadGum Podcast.